Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from a steamy Key Largo at the, I guess, two weeks prior to the official start of the summer. But it feels like summer here. It feels like summer. It looks like summer here. When I say it looks like summer, it's not so busy during the week. It gets busier on the weekend. We got some of our big things coming up in the summer. That would be uh, lobster mini season, uh, July 4th. I'll be away on July 4th. I'll be heading up to uh, the Mid-Atlantic States for my niece's wedding. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, kind of reminds me. I, I, I wanted to, you know, I'm thinking in my head. I said, boy, I'm gonna, I may plan another trip when I go up north and go to the Jersey Shore for a couple of days. Kind of relive some of the excitement of youth hitting the boardwalk and and all that stuff. But you know what? I really, I got to be careful going there because there's so much. The, the food is so, like, it's the best food in the world some ways. And obviously for health reasons, it's the worst food in the world. And you can smell how unhealthy it is for you. You can smell because something that smells really good from far away, it's got to be bad for you. No one ever sits in the back and goes, man, I smell beets, you know? No. You smell french fries. You smell pizza. You smell whatever that's out there. Whatever they're serving on the boardwalk nowadays, something deep fried. Something deep fried with shitloads of cholesterol. Um, But, you know, summertime also brings at least the keys like I said, most of the people, this uh, the nature of the volume of travelers we get down and visitors down here is ma- most of the people from South Florida, and then you have from the rest of Florida, and then you have some visitors from outside the area. Okay. And so the uh, bar scene is, you, you don't, I mean, you'll get some some of the tourist drinks, but you can tell by the drinks that people have. They're getting more regular drinks. You know, you get your vodkas and things like that every so often, mojitos. There's people that drink mojitos. They live down here and they love drinking mojitos. But you don't get as many of them, you know, margaritas and the tropical drinks and the pina coladas as much as you do when uh, in season, when you have the tourists come in and they, and they think they should drink this. But talking about thinking what they should drink, there's a phenomenon that's been around, I'd have to say, for 40 years. Because when I first started drinking in bars, I don't drink anymore, obviously, but now I'm serving. I'm, you know, I'm bartending. Um, you, you could get, you'd have, um, let's say, and it's hap- and I'm going to stick with vodkas because these other things, uh, I'll explain later why. I'm sticking with vodka. Vodka has more of a a non-distinctive taste. I have to say, and everyone, I think most people would agree. The, the out of all the liquors, vodka is the one that has the least amount of smell, the least amount of taste. It does have uh, an alcohol taste to it, but it doesn't have. If you ask someone to describe a taste of vodka, and they say, "Well, it tastes like alcohol." Because of the way it's filtered and the way it's made. It's meant to be inconspicuous. I mean, you get the strong vodka. Vodka tastes like 
alcohol to people. And it has a has somewhat of a distinct taste, but not the variance between vodkas is very little. But you get people that insist, I only drink kettle, I only drink Tito's, I only drink goose, or Pravda, or some Chopin. And they have everyone has a different reason. And one of those the biggest reasons I hear is oh I don't get a hangover when I drink that. When I drink uh, Goose, or when you drink Tito's, and things like that. That is possible. That is possible. There's one of the things that I notice is when people drink really good vodka, by and large, people that drink, uh, you know, the pricier vodkas, they drink it with club soda on the rocks or in a martini. Now, when they want a filthy martini... It's almost like, you, you know, a dirty martini. When I say filthy, this has more dirty in it. And dirty is the olive juice. Uh, a dirty martini has olive juice in it. And some people may argue, some bartenders may argue, well, you also have to have vermouth. And if you're an avid listener to the show, I have to say this. And, you know, I'll get people that, you know, bust my balls on this and stuff like that because I know it. But I rarely ever get anybody that ever sent a martini back because they can't taste the vermouth. Martinis are supposed to get vermouth in it. It varies from like just uh, a quarter, uh, you know, quarter ounce down to just uh, a dash or just like put it in the glass, swirl it around and dump it out. Well, um, because they want such an imperceptible amount. They don't even want to taste it. But they want to know that there's some. I don't know this part of knowing. And I think it has a lot to do with people just the same way people pick their brands. Because they want to know it's kettle. And you know what? I'll tell you something. If I charge you for kettle, that's what you get. You're getting kettle. And if you charge you for goose, that's what you're getting. I'm not, I'm not doing one of those things. Where I give you well, and you're getting, you know, you're paying for kettle. But also, I always had this belief that once you get to a call vodka or call uh, certain call liquors, you can't tell the difference between and uh, a call liquor is something that is just what you'd think is rock gut. You know, the bottle even looks cheap when you get a cold, I mean, when you get a well liquor. And it's usually the ones they have on happy hour. Now, some places may have Smirnoff or Absolute on happy hour and stuff like that. It may be the well liquor, but it's probably going to be reflected in their prices. Um, most places, most bars in the United States, you wouldn't recognize, you don't really... They're not big name brands. You got, you know, Crown Roos, you got Pop Off, you got, you know, some Russian sounding name. The vodka could be made any place necessarily. And most all vodkas are like triple distilled or triple filtered. I mean, there's two differences. Um, so, but the filtering and distil- distillation process takes out impurities and takes out, and also takes out ta- uh, taste. Because initially, you'd have a more of a richer taste. Now, if you go to 
when I was drinking. If you were in, in Poland or, or Slovenia or Slovakia, some of those vodkas, they don't, they don't like to filter their vodkas a lot. So you have a, a harsher taste to the vodka. Vodka tastes like vodka over there. Over here, when you get to more of the handcrafted vodkas like Tito's and things like that, you have less of a taste. So it gets less distinctive. So they're taking out the taste, I believe. But the thing that's the proof in the pudding, if you do a blind taste test, and what you do is you do something to denote the difference in the glasses. You make sure that you write down which is which when you put it in. Make sure the person that's doing the taste doesn't know where what vodka is what vodka. If you do it outside of you know at their outside of their view, and you write it down. And you denote it. You can denote it with fruit garnish. This has a lemon. This has an orange. This has a cherry. But you don't, you know, don't squeeze it in or anything like that. Or different straws. One straw, two straw, three straws. I had three different vodkas. Have a well, your well vodka, right? Your call vodka, and most call vodka could be Smirnoff or an Absolute, or let's say Stoli. And then you have your premium vodka. Let's say it's Kettle or. Um, well, uh, yeah, let's say kettle or gray goose. And you make them into like you can either just do straight vodka or with club soda, no garnish, no flavored vodkas, and have someone pick out the goose. Have them take out the goose. Now they probably may be, uh, what, what happens, I believe, in most cases, and I've seen it many times, is people have a hard time discerning between the call the Smirnoff and the Goose or the Kettle or the Tito's. Meaning there's not a lot of different taste there. But people will insist, they will insist that if they don't drink this, their premium vodka, that they will get a hangover. And it will ruin, it will ruin their day the next day. It's just one of those things. But there's all sorts of reasons why you have Hangovers could be because of the mixer, the more sugar you have. Mainly hangovers are brought on by uh, your body being dehydrated. And you get a really bad headache. And there's other things that cause headaches and things like that, hangovers. But it's usually from drinking too much. And you can get a horrible hangover from premium, premium liquors. But the taste part, I don't, I don't quite get that part. How people would say, well, like, I have to have this. And they, they got to discern this. They, they realize that they don't get, they don't, they're not able to tell the taste. They, they realize that when they have it. They only, see, they only see when you give it to them by accident. And I have people that normally drank happy hour drinks and stuff like that. And they say, no, I'm only drinking Tito's now. Which is good for the Tito's company. Uh it's not really bad for him because the well drinks, the well vodka is going to be drank anyway. Those two people that don't drink it. But it's interesting with that. This out of almost all the liquors, except for maybe rum. Rum's there too. If you get like a, a, a call rum versus a well rum, I think they're a call rum and a, versus a premium rum because premium rums end up being like more of a darker variety and stuff like that. But um, 
the there's the the variation of taste in vodka is so minute. It is unrivaled. The difference, the the slight difference. Meaning, if you go to bourbons, there's huge vari- variance in that. Scotch, huge variance in taste. Scotch has a lot to do with what kind, how long it was uh, aged in the barrel. Uh, the ingredients that went into it, whether it's a blend or a single malt, you know they don't they do blends with scotches and same and the same thing goes with bourbon, not not the single malts and all that necessarily, but the variation. You can tell, you know, you could tell the difference between, let's say, uh, a beginning bur- beginning bourbon, Jim Beam compared to a Basil Hayden. There's a richer taste maybe in the Basil Hayden, though some people may prefer the Jim Beam. And same thing goes for almost any alcoholic drink. When you get your wines, because a very bad wine versus a very good wine, there's a big difference. But there's so little difference between a entry-level vodka and a premium vodka. And, you know, it's, it's unrivaled in its imperceptibility. But people are insistent that they can do it. And if you're a connoisseur and you have a very refined palate, you may be able to do it. And on, a, uh, on top of it, vodka is almost always served chilled. Very few people, even, even the Europeans that drink it, like their vodka cold. Super cold. Matter of fact, the Russians like it's almost like frozen into a block of, block of ice. <laughs> that you can't tell. But when you tell bourbon and and scotch, most people, when you get the better ones, they don't want it. They don't want to have ice anywhere near it. The good stuff. So I always feel like people, and when they order, and then they ordered when people order vodka and they want it in dirty martini, you're putting olive juice and olive brine in making a dirty martini. And olive brine is very, very so much. It's just salt that olives soak in, but you can have a lot more salt. You can have different types of olives. You can have pimentos in with the olives before they. Um, you take the pimento. You know, you can have stuffed olives, so that could change the taste of the brine. The amount of um, olive brine that you have in the martini can vary. And why someone would want a premium vodka with a it could be a very shitty brine mix, and they have no difference in the taste or cosmopolitan. When you have, you can have different types of um, cranberry, lime juice, triple sec. They're all ingredients that go into a Cosmo. Why do you have to be insistent on the kettle one? And once you have those items, all those different items in a drink, you're nailing what's giving you the hangover is gets less and less likely when you put more ingredients in it. If you just say, I drank four ounces of this 80 proof vodka 
and four ounces, well, let's say whatever gives you a hangover, but four ounces of this 80-proof vodka and four ounces of this 80-proof uh, premium vodka on two separate nights. And I felt worse consistently drinking the call vodka. That may be proof if you just drank it neat. But once you start adding ingredients, and that includes the ice, and you got to eat the same same foods with it, then I believe you on that. But now most of the times when I hear that stuff, I'm thinking that you're just you just want to try. It's just a way for you to say, hey, I, I don't want to curtail my drinking. I'm just going to change it by changing my my vodka. That's just my opinion. Let's get back to the summer vacation stuff. Now, this year, uh, I did mention earlier in the year that I would I would probably be heading to Poland, but I am not heading to Poland this year. Um, the wife and daughter are going there. I'm going to be staying stateside. I have a family wedding to go to, and then I might be taking another brief vacation in the summer. I'm going to try to work it into my days off. And I was just, um, the, the idea of what a vacation is changes dramatically, dramatically for people as they age and as their interests change. I think as you age and your interests changing are, are synonymous with each other. When I was nine years old and my uh, father would take the, the family down to the Jersey Shore for a week and that was a, like a perfect vacation that was always a perfect vacation we go to north wildwood that was our place north wildwood i don't know about um uh, the statistics with it but it had one of the longest boardwalks one of the longest boardwalks and it had about as a kid i'm trying to remember about six piers uh when i say six piers they were like compact amusement parks so we go there and you'd have over a mile boardwalk we had the games and the arcades and the food and when i say food obviously you think of boardwalk it's like one of the and the food you find at a boardwalk it's the same kind of food you find at state fairs it's everything that if you ate for a year forget about um that what was that movie um, Super Size Me, where the guy ate McDonald's for th- a month, everything on a McDonald's menu for a month, and he ate everything that if if they offered to supersize the food, he would say yes and he would eat that too. Well, <clears throat> if you ate for a year to food on a boardwalk. <clears throat> at my age, as a kid, maybe maybe slightly different, but at my age, you'd be your cholesterol would shoot up, your 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 arteries would become clogged, you get hypertension, and probably end up uh, being a good candidate for a stroke. Um, it's not something I would do right now. Is you know decide to do that at my age, eating boardwalk food all the time. I mean, imagine you can get a salad and a smoothie, but why the fuck would you go to the boardwalk to get a salad and a smoothie? You know, it's just, it's not synonymous with health, healthful eating. 
And I bet there are places there where people say, well, yeah, we're going to give you fruit, fruit salad in a cup. No sugars. It's a melon. Or these are beets. Yeah, I'm sure it's not going to be the most popular thing. So you got the food. And then you have these rides. And the boardwalk rides, the thing about it, the boardwalk, they lent themselves to be slightly more let's say, slightly more certifiable or bona fide. They had more bona fides. The rides on the, on, the, on the boardwalk weren't quite to the level of one of the big theme parks like Great Adventure or, dare I say, Disney World. But they were better than those carnival rides, those rickety carnival rides you'd uh, get on. And the people that worked it, instead of being, you know... I, and I hate to say this. I hope I don't have a huge audience of uh, carnival workers that listen to the podcast. But, I mean, it's just the thing about being a carnival worker. I guess that maybe it, it just lends itself to look. I would, you know, the old-timey carnivals, you see people and they look kind of neat and clean and stuff like that. But uh, at least you see them in the movies. But nowadays, you can go to a carnival ride. You, they're the same the, I hate to say this, the same people you see in the arrest uh, logs for most of these uh, municipalities. But you go to a boardwalk, it says there was more, you, you're, you're going to ride, you're more, a little more trusting than you would, would at a carnival. More than a state fair, because these are stationary rides. Now, not that they don't break down, not that they have problems. A funny story, uh, when I was in my 30s, I went with my first wife to, we were down the Jersey Shore and we were getting, I was getting on the Gravitron and my wife wasn't going to get on it at the time, my ex-wife. She said, uh, she's a standby while I was getting on because we just had, ate, ate some horrible food on the boardwalk. When I say horrible, it was delicious, but it was not the kind of food you eat and then get on the Gravitron and that's the thing that spins you around. So there's this girl from, I forget what country she she could have been. She was from an Eastern European country. And she was, my wife was talking to her and she heard of, uh, she was talking to her and they were, she was asking, how did you come over here? And she goes, well, I uh, was recruited to work the summer at the Jersey Shore and they gave us a work visa and stuff like that. And she goes, well, what, how was it like to be, you know, what do you, you're in Wildwood, New Jersey. You come to the United States, and there you are, Wildwood, New Jersey. And she goes, when I was a little girl, I, I always dreamt that I'd come to the United States. And it was my dream to be here in New Jersey. And my wife goes, your dream was to be here in New Jersey? And she goes, yes, ever since I seen the movie Coyote Ugly. So I'm in the Gravitron, getting ready to swim my guts, and my ex-wife is getting this fantastic story from this woman I didn't get to hear. I just get it secondhand that she went to, she dreamt of coming to uh, New Jersey after seeing that shitty movie. I couldn't see the whole movie itself, you know, Coyote. I'm, and if you love Coyote Ugly, I apologize for that. I apologize for insulting it, and I apologize that your taste, that you think that, it's a shame that your worldview is that Coyote Ugly is a good movie. <clears throat> but, you know, you go on these rides and stuff like that and they have every 
um, pier has its distinct thing. Some piers are heavy on. Uh, now this is at years ago. Years ago, they had a couple uh, tropical. Um, I mean, there was I think tropical storm Sandy destroyed a lot of the boardwalk. There was a big fire back in the late '80s, early '90s that destroyed the boardwalk. But as a kid. It was just a dream come true. You just had hundreds of rides, you know. And like I said, there were six different locations. There was all these piers, and it may have been only five. They had one that was on the other side of the boardwalk, but the rest of them were facing the ocean. And if you're familiar with Wildwood, Wildwood has this kind of desert-like beach. When I say desert-like beach... um, Erosion, I guess, pushes all the sand down to the farthest southern part of New Jersey, which would be Cape May County, which is where Wildwood is. And the beaches were so wide, so wide. It felt you felt like you were doing one of those uh, Mad Max walking through the desert thing when you get by the t- you know you leave the boardwalk and you got another quarter mile to go. Yeah, and it's so different from the other characteristics of the other beaches as you go further north. If you were in Ocean City, New Jersey, the boardwalk, um, Ocean City, New Jersey, the boardwalk almost uh, at that point, you may have had 100 feet, if you're lucky, between the boardwalk and the ocean, where you had a quarter mile wildwood. And obviously you had that big-ass beach, and the piers would go, all the way out. Most of the piers didn't even touch the water because all the sand that was deposited on the beach there. <coughs> but like as analogous with almost all the beaches, what most of the po- people that go down the beach, they don't set up their chairs and stuff like that at Korma. They do it right near the water. So everything, you got this big stretch of empty beach where you can have and the nice thing about volleyball, uh, throw your frisbee and stuff like that, without um, even though there's a million people down there, you have such a big beach that you actually could have play sports, football, and all that stuff without having you know the football going to uh, people that are sunbathing and stuff like that. So you had that. I'm setting the tone there, and like I said, you had the mile long mile um, long boardwalk. That, if I memory serves me correctly. The Wildwood Boardwalk, the uh, the boardwalk itself was made from Australian pine. And they used to have, going up the length and back, the tram car, traveling at three to four miles an hour up the boardwalk. And you just see older people or drunk people or people just tired sitting on a tram car was like a chain of cars like, uh, you know, you're one one car in front. You have like eight to ten behind it, and you'd hear the recorded uh, message to clear in front of it. Watch the tram car, please. Watch the tram car, and it'd be, they had you know, you you'd hear that all night. And then sometimes I can't imagine what that if you worked there, what you'd be thinking about. You know, dreaming about at night, you'd probably be thinking about watch the tram car, please. But then you had all the games, the games, you know, carnival games that you can't win, the arcades, uh, the Greek restaurants, a lot of Greek restaurants on the boardwalk in uh, Jersey. 
A lot of gyros. You got a big spit of the gyro meat right there. A couple pizza places, some good pizza places. Uh, I had a girl insist that she wanted this one particular place. It was Max Pizza. And she said it was the best pizza. And I went there and I told her, I may have, I almost started, uh, we almost had fisticuffs because I suggested that this Max Pizza, at the time, it could have been a bad night, tasted distinctly like uh, Chef Bardi pizza. And if you're old enough to remember, Chef Bardi had a pizza kit. And what was amazing about Chef Bardi, um, I don't even know how to say Chef BR, 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 oh man, I'm not drinking, BR, BRD, Chef Boyardi, Chef, Chef Boyardi Pizza. The amazing thing about Chef Boyardi Pizza was that it was around for so long. It came in a kit, you make your dough, it came out with this shitty sauce, it would be like sauce that a computer decided this looks like pizza sauce. And it had the dried cheese. You put the dried cheese on it. And it was just a hard, uh, the, the pizza dough was, I mean, it was just incredible. It was incredible that people bought this. That's what was incredible. And it was incredible that it, it stayed on the market so long. And that's what I said. I said, I likened it to a chef bar, uh, Boyardee pizza. It's like, yeah, I guess it would be good pizza if you never had pizza. Or maybe you stuck on an island or something like that. But you all had these places, and it was so great. And as I got older, the experience of the boardwalk changes. As a kid, it was all ski ball. Um, I was late to coming into roller coasters. I think I was 10 or 11. My brother was in the roller coasters. He was younger. He was eight, nine years old. He was in, a, and I didn't get on until you know get into him until I was ten or eleven. But I used to like the the go karts, the water parks, and like saying a water park. Oh my god, it's just amazing to me that you would you would spend the money to go to a water park. I guess it was because of the slide. You get on one every so often. You go to a water park at the boardwalk. There was a one or two of them. And they had the steep slide, and it's always steep enough, it seems like, just like when you're skiing. It's like you're at a negative incline to go there, and that was the best part of it. And then you had the Lazy River, which you just float around in other people's uh, urine and, uh, I'm sure, traces of fecal matter. You just float along with, if um, hundreds, maybe thousands of people at a crowded water park with the Atlantic Ocean just a couple hundred yards away, which probably has a lot of urine and fecal matter in it too. So, yeah, that being said, but there's a lot more water, right? There's a lot more water in the Atlantic Ocean than there is in the water park, you know, the percentage of urine to fecal matter and not to gross you out. But that's what you got to deal with. That's a contention of when you go into a, a water park. That's the reason why the chlorine levels are like five, Times it feels like it's five hundred percent more than it would be in a pool. It feels it, it smells as if if you got into it with uh, a, like any color other than white bathing suit, you'd quickly come out with a white bathing suit. So they had all those things. So as a kid, it was water parks, bumper cars, go karts. 
uh, any of the Alpine rides, when you call it Alpine rides, it just spins around and stuff like that. The Gravitron. Uh, I told you about the roller coasters and stuff like that. And you just go there. I, uh, the slingshot ride when you get in a chair and they stretch it back and, you know, it looked like they're going to catapult you over the Atlantic Ocean. And it looked like it could. The big, the size of it could. And as you, as I got older, it was more like I'll hit the, uh, um, when you're down the shore, I'd hit the rides. But it would be almost all roller coasters, all throw rides and stuff like that. Some of the foods. And as the time went on, as I got older and more in my 20s, it was just like, I'm going to the bars. I'm going to the nightclubs. And getting to the beach later in the day. Stuff like that. So you experience the shore differently. The vacation spot differently. Much like in the Keys. With the difference change in the season. So when the tourists come down, the snowbirds... In the wintertime, they're kind of like, they want to hit, the, they want to do the fishing, they want to do the diving, they want to hit the reef, and stuff like that. When you get, but when you get the people down from, the, uh, from South Florida, they're here for going to the sandbar. Yeah, they, both going fishing, they both like going fishing, some of them like diving, but mainly it's, it's the drinking part for them, the South Florida. They come down, and it's like their uh, boardwalk. And they hit it. They hit the boardwalk differently, and they hit the keys differently than the people. Just like the difference between the ages, the kids on the boardwalk to that. I want to. Try, I want to try that out, though. I need to check it out one at least one day. And it's always kind of sad when you go up there because then you notice when you get older and you look at it, things look a little dirtier. It's not, the rides aren't as exciting looking. Yeah, not as exciting looking as when you get older. The food, not as tasty. You start thinking about, well, when was this guy? This guy's hands looks kind of grimy. I mean, he's the one preparing the food. I used to love going to the boardwalk no matter what age, no matter what age. And having breakfast. That's the one thing that didn't change. Now, so I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out this year. I think I'm definitely going to do it. I'm going to convince myself to do it. Uh, but, hey, remember that about the vodka. Try it yourself. Well, maybe I'll do run a taste test. Uh, I won't participate in it other than dispensing it. And maybe I'll have to do a blind. I don't want to say the brands that I'm using, I guess. Unless... Unless there is any interest of that. So I'm going to finish up right now. I'd like to thank you for listening. We will be back again uh, next week. Talk to you later. Bye.